Hello people, welcome to the Shiny Happy People podcast. My name is Vinay, I will be your host for the next 29 minutes and something seconds. This is our first podcast and our goal is to make it all about you. The podcast will be filled with things like quotes, interviews with business leaders, authors and others. We'll also bring you some quirky business news, something that's fun that's happening around the world. Each of our podcasts will have a theme. I will talk about this episode's theme in a few minutes. We'll also have a section called RWL, which is our recommendation on something you need to read, watch or listen. And finally, one of the most important things of this podcast is to give you a voice. So feel free to drop us an email at podcast at c2cod.com. So before we get started with the first podcast, a request, step away from your computer, get up, walk around, listen to us on your phone, iPad, or any other device. Don't sit in front of that computer, move about. So let's get started with our first session. Okay, so the theme for this session is all about the importance of a vision for you professionally, for your business, and for you at at an individual level. Before we get into the details of that topic, let me share with you some fun and quirky news happening from around the world. Our internet scanning showed us something that really cool happening in Philippines. In one of the cities during lockdown, just like we did here in India and other countries, the officials went around encouraging people to get indoors. But guess what they did in the Philippines? They dressed up as Star Wars characters. They went around as stormtroopers with Darth Vader. Imagine that sight coming across the corner and asking you to get indoors. That will make it happen quick. The other interesting and fun news is all about luck and how some people can get lucky not just once, but twice. A man in Australia won the lottery two days in a row. On day one, he, he's, he's actually been going out there and buying lottery tickets for years. And he was buying something called the Lucky Spot 8, which is to pick eight random numbers for winning. And he's been pick, he'd been picking the same eight numbers uh, in two different sequences over the last few years. And guess what? On day one, he wins $50,000. He goes out and buys a second ticket on the, with the second sequence of numbers. And guess what? He wins again on day two. Talk about luck. He's funded his COVID-19 lockdown, huh? Okay, now on to a little bit more serious stuff. Our theme for this session is about, as I said, vision and the importance of having that. Let's get, let's get into that. Okay, I want to start the discussion on our theme with a quote. And and our quote of the day is from Alan Turing. Not sure how many of you remember Alan Turing, but let's have you have a start with the quote. What he said was, we can see only a short distance ahead, but we can see plenty there that needs to be done. An interesting quote, especially when we talk about vision. But before I get into that, 
I'm not sure how many of you watched the movie about breaking the Enigma code. And that was all about Alan Turing. Alan Turing was a British mathematician and logician who made major contributions to mathematics, cryptoanalysis, logic, philosophy, and mathematical biology. And also some of new areas around computer science, cognitive science, AI, and artificial life. He died on June 7, 1954, but his legacy of his work still stays in a lot of the professions that we work in. Let's get more into our theme about creating a vision. We all know that visions are important, right? So what is a vision? A vision and a mission provides unanimity of purpose to organizations and creates a sense of belonging for the people. That's at an organization level. There's also at an individual level. Roy T. Bennett, in his book, Light in the Heart, says, create a vision for the life you really want and then work relentlessly towards making it a reality. Okay, so we're gonna spend a little bit of time talking about vision from an organizational context and vision for you at an individual level. In these times, of COVID-19, the lockdown, the continuing economic challenges that we're all going to be facing, a lot of us are questioning the visions. You know, I recently did a session with uh, a group called BNI, and I'm not sure how many of you are familiar with BNI, but one of the chapters called BNI Inspire has a group of entrepreneurs, uh, you know, people who run their own businesses, professionals in it, and I did a webinar for them uh, in lockdown 2.0 phase, where a lot of them were talking to me about the challenges of the uh, lockdown and the continuing uncertainty of the environment. And they were saying that our vision, our plans are all up, are all up in the air. And, and you know, the lot part of the conversation was around why are you in business, right? Um, leaders are actually limited by their vision rather than the, their abilities. And I think it's really important to step back and focus on what the vision really is. So let me give you an example. I have a friend who runs a chain of restaurants. He's, he's up to three restaurants so far. And he had just raised funding late last year to open another three or four more around the country. And a few weeks ago, I was on the phone with him and he said, it's over. My business is, you know, is going to fundamentally change hospitality, restaurant industry. Uh, my vision for my business is all going to have to adapt. And I actually told him, you know, what's going on? And he said, well, my plans of opening three more restaurants are down, down the toilet. And there goes my vision. And I actually asked him to step back a little bit. And I said, those three new restaurants you are planning on opening, that's not your vision, those are milestones. And I really asked him to reflect on what his real vision for his business was. And it really was about making an impact and providing high quality uh, and classy food at affordable prices. And I said, okay, so the world has changed, but I'm not sure your vision has changed. Maybe your new milestones are gonna to have to adapt. And that got, got him really thinking. And it's important for all of us to step back. So from an organization perspective, you know, one source that I've gone to is something called the five steps to 
clear vision during turbulent times. And I'll share the source of that uh, article uh, later on in our RWL section. But in, in, in that five steps, there are really five critical steps and three are what we call divergent steps, where you first have to orient and reorient to the external environment. You then move to the second step of exploring the new realities or the new trends. You then have to synthesize, that's your third step. And finally, you move towards choosing and acting on one new direction and monitoring the performance of that. And then maybe come back to re reorienting again. So it's a really nice sequence of steps to be able to step back and reflect on how can we as leaders, as entrepreneurs, as business owners, step back and relook at our vision and mission. Our visions haven't gone away. It's the milestones that have changed. So as we explore and synthesize and choose an act, we may have new milestones to play with. And this is really important. Uh, of course, I'm sure all of you are thinking about how it's going to impact the business, etc. So for those of you who uh, have leaders that you report into, it's a great opportunity to go and contribute and meet with them and say, can we explore what these situations and circumstances are doing to the way we do business. So vision hasn't gone away, but the way we start thinking about our vision and working towards it may have to change. On to the personal side. We talked about the organizational vision. So what does it mean to you from an individual? It's, a, it's an interesting time for us. You know, again, I'll share an example. I have a friend who's got two kids. One of them is just about to graduate from engineering college. And my conversation with him was about the uncertainty of him finding a job, what the job market is gonna look like, etc. A lot of the vision they had for their kids is now up in the air. Because the second younger son is about to go off to university and just got admitted into a university in the UK and was about to apply for his um, visa to go over. And now, of course, as all of you can imagine, mo with most education going virtual, his university has decided to offer the upcoming semester completely virtually. And the parents and the son are rethinking the options of going abroad and studying. And my conversation around was how these two kids are going to be facing the new world out there. And get, add to that, both parents are working professionals, both are in companies that have announced pay cuts, uh, uncertainty of jobs, etc. What I'm reminded of is uh, something my mentor once told me. He said to me, get up one more time than the number of times you fall. That'll keep you standing. I think that's a very important aspect of personal vision. Um, we need personal vision because that is what centers us. Uh, I'm sure many of us out there are thinking our retirement plans are now being postponed, our financial goals have had to be pushed back, etc. But again, as I said, when we talked about organizational uh, visions, those are milestones that we want to achieve. So what can we do in terms of looking at our personal vision? So for those of you who haven't even thought of your personal vision, let me tell you why it's so important. First, it integrates who you are. 
it just completes you. Second, it provides you a little bit of a focus to work towards. Third, it simplifies decision-making. And fourth, it holds you accountable for your own actions. So in these challenging times, it's probably a great opportunity for us to step back, think of our personal vision, maybe reflect and rewrite those, and create new milestones, keeping in mind what our personal values and our end vision should look like. Okay, on to our interview segment. Our first guest in our first podcast is Paul Dupuy. Paul is currently the Managing Director and Chief Executive Officer of Randstad India, the country's leading HR services organization. Paul has over 25 years of professional experience in multiple countries across Asia. He's lived in Japan, Singapore, Hong Kong, South Korea, and is now with us here in Bangalore, India. Since 2019, Paul's been uh, working with a team leading to the rapid turnaround of the organization. Uh, in 2019, in fact, Randstad India actually earned its ISO 9001-2015 certification. And in 2020, this year, they also have been recognized as a great place to work. They're only one of two companies in the staffing industry in India to achieve these distinctions. Paul has actually had a very, very interesting career. Besides work, I also know him from his passion in ice hockey. He has been spending a lot of time coaching uh, and supporting the Indian ice hockey team in the remote part of uh, the Himalayas in Ladakh. I was actually very fortunate to be with him up there and see some of the amazing coaching work and um, working with the local youth on our natural ice rinks. Thanks, Vinay. Thanks for having me. And it's, uh, you just took me up to the Himalayas, uh, reminding me of that beautiful place we traveled to together. It's remarkable as I sit here in Bangalore on a sunny, warm day, talking about the Himalayas. So folks, besides the professional and his hobbies, Paul has actually managed to take some time out from his extremely busy schedule and write a book, The E5 Movement, which actually has a very interesting connection to our theme for this podcast. So let's, let's get more from the author. So Paul, you've had a very interesting journey in your career. Very curious to know, what was your motivation in writing a book well, first of all, I think we've all had interesting journeys, uh, Vinay, and, and you included, of course. Um, but but it, I came to realize, I think there's something about hitting, let's call it the halfway point in life, uh, crossing the 50-year-old mark, when I realized that, uh, you know, I had some ideas which I wanted to share with the world. I'm a, I'm a real passionate student of leadership, studied it. Uh, I've practiced it, of course, been a follower as well. And, and not just in the world of business, but also... In sports, as you mentioned earlier, I'm a, a lifelong ice hockey player. I've been captain of my team, again, as well as a player. Uh, I've uh, been chairman of a large global NPO, as well as a volunteer, frontline volunteer. And I started to sort of formulate my ideas about leadership, oh, probably in my early 40s, um, and came up with a model 
to coach leaders around me on, on how to become better leaders. And, and over time, this evolved, well, from my head and, and onto the paper as a book. Wow, I'm really looking forward to uh, reading the book, Paul. One of the things that uh, strikes me is that books on leadership is going to be so critical, especially for all of us to navigate through these uh, interesting times we're in. One thing you bring, Paul, is a unique perspective as a current leader. Can you share a little bit more about what the book is all about? Sure, thank you. And, and uh, yeah, you know, it's interesting. I mean, I've read a lot of books on leadership and what I've kind of come to discover is that a lot of books on leadership are actually written by people who study leadership rather than those who practice it. And you know, that's, that's certainly not a, you know, a criticism. There's some great stuff there. Uh, but ultimately, I thought I could you know, write something from a bit of a unique perspective, uh, from the perspective of someone who is currently leading and has led across borders, uh, again, across genres. And, and so the book is essentially a formula. It's a, it's a guide based on personal experiences, based on observations of leaders who have been around me uh, over the years, uh, both good leaders and let's say the not so effective leaders, because we learn from both. And, and the formula is based on five E's, hence the E5 movement. And the first E is about envision, which is really where it begins. It's about a compelling vision that touches the hearts and the minds. The second E is express. And that's really um, you know, going out to the floor and, and communicating with the team and, and helping them understand the vision and then start to own it. Then from there, uh, the excitement is generated and that's really where the moment of truth comes because that's when people really stand up and are inspired to action. Then the leader becomes an enabler um, and, and that's really about providing the tools, the know-how, the support, the push and the pull, uh, the strategy to then get to the finally, which is the ultimate kind of measurement of success and, and uh, effectiveness as a leader is execute. So it's really about the five E's and it's about um, you know, working on each of those E's because each one requires a lot of effort and none of us as leaders are great at all of these. I can tell you that some of these are my weaknesses and I talk in the book about how to deal with those and, and how to turn them into strengths. E5 sounds interesting. Knowing more about this should motivate our listeners to get out there and get the book. I like the fact that uh, the first E is Envision. You know, vision's the theme of this podcast, especially around how many organizations, leaders, and individuals are struggling through the impact on the visions that they had. So what can they do from your perspective, Paul? I mean, I'd love to hear your thoughts. Well, absolutely. I mean, these are, I would agree, these are unprecedented times. We've all been through crises in our, in our lives and our personal lives, but also in our careers. And certainly, uh, I've experienced the dot-com bubble, the, uh, of course, 9-11, the GFC, uh, H1N1, SARS. I was in Japan for two massive earthquakes. Uh, most recently, of course, in 2011, uh, the earthquake that hit northeast Tokyo, northeast of Tokyo and the, the nuclear meltdown, which followed the tsunami and so on. There is a common denominator through crisis. That's ambiguity, adversity, fear, and so on. And, and, and sometimes self-doubt creeps in, especially for leaders. There's no more important time than in a crisis. The, in, in a time of ambiguity and adversity, there's no more important time for a leader to step up and grab the wheel with conviction and confidence and lead the team forward. So it's about having a true north, uh, a greater purpose, 
And I think a greater purpose is more powerful than any crisis. And right now, it's, it's so important for organizations and for leaders that lead those organizations to hold true and hold firm on the greater purpose. And, and that's really what vision is about. Vision is about why we exist. It's not about the outcome. And I think that's where some leaders and some organizations simply get it wrong. It's about greater purpose. It's about the why. And we need to stay focused and probably more than ever now talk about the greater purpose with our teams to keep them focused and keep them feeling safe, knowing that while there are tough times ahead and there will continue to be uh, you know, ambiguity and adversity, we will get it through, we will, sorry, get through it together because we have a powerful greater purpose. Thank you for sharing that, Paul. Um, in an earlier segment, actually, I just talked about the personal and organization why and how that's so critical. Okay, so when are we going to get our hands on the book? Well, that, that's been an adventure as well. I mean, uh, talk about um, agility. Originally, our plan was to have book launches in person. We were going to do book launches across India and across uh, parts of Europe and, and North America, but obviously we were going virtual. So uh, we've responded to the situation, and the good news is that the book will be released worldwide on the same day, June 11th. It'll be available across most of the, uh, the electronic platforms, of course, Amazon, Kindle uh, on June 11th. And the hard copies are now being shipped out to several countries around the world, including India. We hope to have those available for purchase sometime later in June. Excellent. I'm going to get a copy of the book and we'll add it to our recommendation list. So without giving too much away, what are three takeaways for our listeners? And by the way, Paul, don't give away the ending. <laughs> well, and there is some suspense and I encourage, you know, of course, people to read the book because it is, a, it is a story that makes sense and it's a series of stories. But there's a few takeaways, absolutely. One is that leadership is a muscle. Leadership, therefore, can be learned. We talk about born leaders and, and I don't believe that because I've even seen it with myself. It's something that you can consciously build and strengthen uh, if you make the choice to do it. That's one. Secondly, leadership, to become an effective leader, a game-changing leader, requires effort. It requires consistent effort. It requires thinking. It requires doing. It requires falling down and getting back up. And that's the final point. Uh, you know, we learn a lot from leaders. Leaders are, are uh, by nature um, keen to share ideas with other leaders. So the idea in this book is that we are creating a movement, a movement of leaders who are striving to be better than yesterday, to learn from each other, to share ideas, and to build a community. Hence, the E5 movement will be born. Excellent. I'm really looking forward to having my copy of the book and I'm going to come to you to get, get an autograph. For Thank sure. You. Absolutely. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us, Paul. This has been a pleasure and uh, we will definitely uh, add your book to our recommended list and uh, hope to have you back in our podcast soon. Thanks, Thank Vinay. Thanks very much for taking the time. Stay safe and uh, look forward to hearing more. Okay, we're on to our RWL section. Our recommendations on things to read, watch, or listen. For this session, it's a lot about reading and looking at things. So the first recommendation I've got is thanks to our guest earlier today, which was Paul Dupuy, his book, The E5 Moment. 
is out on June 11th and will be available on Kindle and Amazon. Some great inputs from Paul, as we heard. The second reading I've got for you is something I mentioned around mission and vision. A book by Roy T. Bennett, The Light in the Heart. That's a book I've read about three or four times. And each time I've read it, I've picked up new nuggets. So definitely a strong read recommendation. And for all you business leaders out there, one of the websites to go to is www.chiefexecutive.net. The five steps that I talked about earlier come from that website. So with those three, hope you've got plenty to play with and spend some time on before our next session. Wow, our podcast is almost at an end. How time flies. So before I go, wanna one thank you for listening and also want to set you up for our next exciting episode, which is on a very interesting theme on how diversity and inclusion is changing in the virtual world. We will have a special guest who'll share some of her insights and her tremendous experience with companies and clients uh, dealing with DNI issues. In the meantime, stay connected. Do send in your feedback, ideas, comments, observations on our first podcast at podcast at c2cod.com. So, shiny, happy people, stay happy and stay engaged. See you next time. Over and out. Thank you for listening to the Shiny Happy People podcast. Subscribe to us. We are available on your favorite podcast platforms. This podcast is brought to you by C2COD, your organizational development consulting partner, bringing strategy and people together. Follow us on Twitter, LinkedIn, and Instagram using the handle at C2COD and get updates on our upcoming episodes. Oh,